Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi everyone, this is Jen Flam with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for joining us. Here with us today again is Mary York Oates, Director of Admissions at Charlotte Latin School and our resident Smarty expert on all things education. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Today we're talking about a year in review in education, kind of following up with our last pod. Um, what worked, what didn't, and what's ahead. So let's start out with describing the initial challenges of hybrid. Oh boy, it's fun. It's loaded. It's loaded. <laughs> that is loaded, Jen. I'll do my best. Um, I think if anything, the systems and the structures we had to put in place around safety and COVID protocol were by and large the most complicated. Right. But it's also our biggest success story. Well, that and the fact that it wasn't a lost year academically. I'm proud. It's so nice. It's really nice. You definitely need to be proud of that. Well, and it was a team effort and a great community effort. Um, parents, teachers, support staff, everybody. But the systems were so tricky because – when I first came on in the fall and we talked about what we were doing, we had this, I could explain it pretty simply. It's a hybrid for the middle and upper school and the ch- the lower school attended every day. And our priority was really largely on our child care and our lower school to be there every day because we picked up very intuitively, which we now see as a national crisis, on the need for child care, that right. that was going to be something very important. We we also provided some child care for teachers with children who were not enrolled at the school. Okay. So, you know, we, we started thinking about the experience of both the student and the faculty member first. But the protocols from the screening and the contact tracing, not to mention just how to spread 1,400 students out. Luckily, we have 128 you, you have a acres. huge campus, yeah. But, you know, only 35 of those acres are what I would call, you know, physical bricks and mortar. I mean, right, 85 right. are the woods and a lake. You can't – we didn't teach on boats. It might not have been a bad idea. <laughs> maybe but, soon. Yeah, maybe soon. <laughs> what we know about the outdoors is maybe we should have been teaching in boats. I don't know. but um, Maybe that's coming. Uh, maybe that's coming, yeah, next year maybe. Um, but – It was such a big project. And then, as I call it, the unprecedented waves, winds, changes that came every 15 seconds. You know, there would be a new, there would be a new report. There would be a new set of problems. There would be a positive case um, that was different than a different positive case. Again, we knock on wood. Um, did an excellent job of preventing spread. Right. Um, but it's just very – we learned how to live with COVID, and we, I think, were able to, you know, create a really, really safe, healthy environment um, around COVID protocols specifically. But it, it was Herculean. I mean, what the – everything from how far the desk had to be apart to how you serve lunch, the things you wouldn't think about. Right. 
you can't have a salad bar anymore. Right. I know. You know it's you, sad. Right. It's sad. But it's I kind of gross, though, thinking, honestly, it, I don't know that I'll ever do a salad I bar again. I think so, too. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to go to family style. Right. And, yeah. I mean, shout out to Don Collier at Flick. I mean, we had these little prepackaged salads, and um, she got really creative. You know, we would have, we'd be so excited when it was Cobb Salad Day. Yeah. And that was one of the beauties of covid is the return to the simple pleasure. Right, I right. mean, sitting at a picnic table with your cob salad on a beautiful day, yeah. six feet apart, you know, with a friend. I mean, there's nothing much better than that, you know. Yeah. So I think that we all had a reset about that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I definitely think that speaks to some of the positives, you know, just being appreciative of what you have, the living in the now and things like that. Um, let's talk about the hit to the community, like the community as a whole and classrooms and parents. And I think that as our head of school called it this year, this has been a year of triage, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that you're in the ER and they're just trying to keep yeah. you from bleeding out. Um, and so <laughs> in some ways our community was, was similar to the Red Cross in that it was incredibly, um, encouraging how many people were willing to do heavy lifting from screening in the parking lot on a rainy morning at 6.45 a.m. before the buses took off or, um, you know, people that were delivering the lunch boxes or or doing hall duty so a teacher could go to the to the men's room or the ladies room you know these were things that you sort of took for granted when you have to shrink the class size you have to spread your teachers out um and so in some ways it was a really bonding moment for the community because there were many many silent figures that really supported it but the hit to the community was that you weren't socializing um with any sort of group, you couldn't gather. Right. You could socialize with one person six feet apart in a mask, but you couldn't create um, a lunch and learn with, you know, with all of the English department right. um, in a classroom. Like those things were gone. And you couldn't have parents come in and do the, you know, parties or the, go on the field trips because there were no field trips. So it really, and then, and then, for the middle and upper school, it was so tough for them to have any kind of recognizable social life. I feel like they are the lost children of COVID. Um, everyone spoke to, and obviously the younger age needed it more than anybody, but the high schoolers were never complained but were always last in line. And they took one for the team. They did. And I wonder I wonder how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. You know, for them, um, uh, you know, their generation is is this is a, this is etched in their soul. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they grow from this, how they do things differently, how they, you know, moving into higher education, how they learn. You know, a lot of you know, we talk about the lower school and middle school and high school. But when you get to college, a lot of these professors were just like, here, look look at the deck. Right. And um, that's hard. That's that is hard. hard. And it's a defining moment in their life. And I think that our students were grateful because they could come to campus 
every other day. Now we're back. We're we're in yellow time, now. Yeah. We are all back on campus every day. We never got to green. I know. Maybe we, in the fall. I we're don't green. know that we're going to be. I don't know when we're going to see green. We're green. Oh God. You know. I mean, it would be amazing. I think we're going to be in masks for a long time, but I've kind of gotten used to it. Um, but I I do think that having them back on campus. One thing I realized is that that half they weren't seeing half of their classmates or half of their right, friends right and if you're a or b if or you're c a or b or, yeah. and um you know the sports we were able to pull off which was really great it was a little bizarre to be playing basketball in a mask but they did it right um well and that all had to be done by the north carolina high school Athletic exactly Association, which is still bizarre that football is being played but, right now i know the whole thing but it seems been... like it might they might change it still for the next year i don't know that those are details to come but right but the one thing i will say that we tried to do um and have done successfully we had a prom um and the prom was last week on a friday night and I it love was that. it was on the turf field and because the, we knew that if it rained, it wouldn't get too soggy. Yeah. Um, it, they created. Did not, it rain? No, it didn't. It was a okay, beautiful. I was going to say I can't remember. Beautiful it's... night. Okay. But if it had it rained up before that, it you know, a, a field wouldn't have been dry. So we had it on a turf field, um, on up in South Campus. Instead of a tent, they had this incredible sort of. It looked like the top of a tent, but it was all twinkle lights, oh. and it was pretty magical. That's kind of better. It like, was so. Maybe ba- we should always oh, do this. And it was two gym. hours. It was yeah. two hours. Yeah. And the cutest thing of all was that they were told they had to wear tennis shoes because high heels would kill the turf. Right. And so the kids got so excited about that. Boys and girls yeah. were they were decorating it's sneakers. Kind of trendy anyway to wear it's, sneakers with dresses. So. And so they were they were decorating them. They were it was a it was a they were buying them. They were matching boy and girl, yeah. you know, like that used to be the cummerbunds. Now it's the sneakers. It became a bit of a thing. It was like a two that. and a half hour party. Uh-huh. They had a band. Nice. They played cornhole and they danced and they spread out. And it was a great, great night. And I think that what back to the simple pleasure thing of the Cobb salad, they have not had two and a half hours outside at night right. with a group of people. Right. So it was just really magical. magical. And yeah, they and loved it. the lights it. probably made it look magical. Yeah, and they didn't seem to have to have those add-on activities that stress you out so uh-huh. much if you're the parent of a of a prom attendee. You know, right. there weren't limos and elaborate things before and after. It was just, this was it. This was it, yep. And they, they were all there and they stayed the whole time. It was fun. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So to your point, um, I think it's important to try to figure out what you can capture for these kids and how you can let them buy into the the design and um, create moments for them that, you know, are safe. And thank goodness that we're we're learning we can be outside because I think that's going to – and the weather's nice and, you know, we can now start doing more of that. Right, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Um, And one – I guess one last question – maybe two, but what what do you think the future is going to be for 2021-22 school year? Like um, from an education standpoint, from hybrid, not necessarily like are we going to be in person or not, but like the tools that we've learned and gotten really good at, how mm-hmm. are we going to implement all of those into a regular, you know, hopefully we'll be pretty much back to normal, um, you know, maybe with some pushes, but 
I feel like we've probably, there's a lot of technology tips that we've all become really pros at, and obviously the students are, are so much better than we are, but what do you think that's in store for the next school year? I think that it will be an advanced um, tool in the toolbox that I always talk about, you know, for a teacher. I think that there will be, we've learned that um, Google Suite, I think so many schools have embraced that and there's so many tools to collaborate, to build, you know, um, incredible programs that are coming down the pipeline. But I also think um, we're going to get some more accountability in spaces. I think the one of the things that has been really problematic about virtual learning is how much there's been an increase in cutting corners. And you've mm-hmm. heard a lot of colleges talk about the cheating. West Point, um, there was a huge article about the West Point math cheating scandal that happened last spring during mm-hmm. COVID mm-hmm. where people we're collaborating beyond what the word collaboration means, and we're right. actually, you know, cheating. Um, and so I do think there's going to have to be a little more oversight in some of that, mm-hmm. you know, digital Definitely. space that we don't fall into the dark web of education um, right. and that our teachers become more savvy. I don't think there's much that replaces a good old-fashioned whiteboard, chalkboard, um, flashcard, brainstorm session mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to those things coming back. But in terms of I'm sold in terms of some of the tools. I love Google Meet when it works. Um, right. I love it's being able. If you don't have to do it every all well, hours of the day. Right. Yeah. Exactly. If you can if you can be more efficient in mm-hmm. a meeting and yeah. and you could have a parent conference. I mean, parent nights. Is anybody ever going to drive back to a school after seven o'clock? I don't think o'clock? we need to. I don't think we need to. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think those are some real positives. Yeah. But we have got to be more committed to children and teachers returning to the classroom. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I just think that we do have a blueprint. We know how to do it. Um, and, you know, thank goodness that the vaccine is going to create more brave steps. And I I do not minimize the limitations of a huge entity called trying to educate all these children. But we've got to solve for that because there are going to be gaps that are so significant. Oh, they're um, already, yeah, they're and very visible, very when visible I right now. worked with a lot of the parents in application, the sheer panic that they, they felt about. Now, the good news is, yeah, people have survived pandemics. People have survived wars. People have, mm-hmm. you know, when I talk about people, I mean the body of people. Right. We as a nation have survived some terrible things that have also, you know, been put to the back. Um, And so my hope is that with the optimism, it's pretty amazing how quickly we, and I know people would argue this, and that's not what we came to talk about today, but it, it is pretty amazing the spaces where, you know, Walgreens did a pretty daggum good job of rolling out this vaccine or um, some of the, you know, Zoom created their security settings. I believe that right. our school and our our school has grown a decade in about 15 months mm-hmm. in terms of advancement in the technology space. Right. But it's still children, adolescents, young adults. The happiest people in our school were are definitely the lower school folks because they're there they were and person. there's some semblance 
for the parent and the child of a conventional type of teaching. Um, and there is definitely a buzz of energy and enthusiasm now that everybody's back together. So people matter, Jen. That's my uh, totally. That's I mean, my big we've, point. We've known that from the start, but hopefully we're closer. We're closer and closer to that, and getting everyone back in school and and successful together. Okay, well, thank you so much for all of your insight always. Uh, you, Smarties, you can find Charlotte Latin School at charlottelatin.org. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Charlotte Latin School and Twitter at Charlotte Latin. And you can always find us daily on charlottesmartypants.com, Facebook and Instagram at Charlotte Smarty Pants, and Twitter at Charlotte Smarty. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com.